Hello and welcome to the Men's Corner Podcast. I'm your host, George Tuminov. Welcome. Today I want to talk to you about male mentors or male role models and why we need them. You know, as boys grow up, as boys enter the world of adulthood, ultimately they need men to show them that world, to help them function, if you will. And we think that whatever we got from childhood or we didn't get from our fathers and the world of men, we think that this is it. That's the card, that's the hand you've been dealt and that's it. When you're an adult, it's too late. You are what you are now. There's no going back. In my country, in Bulgaria, we say, it's all in the first seven years. In other words, that's it. But that's not it. As I searched through life, as I wandered off in search for feeling like a man and feeling more and getting more out of life and just being more. In, I searched in many dark places, pleasure and a lot of darkness, addiction, but that boy was still there. You see, it's that boy that searches for life. It's that boy that searches for the glorious, the transcendent, the mythic, the wonderful. Man, the older part of me that, that had grown up was just numbing that boy with pleasure because that's the best I could get. Pleasure out of life, addiction. Just to keep him quiet, not to disturb me with his poetic, mythic quest for life. What life, kid? Settle down, get a job. I'll give you some pleasure. I'll give you some sex, some pornography, some cocaine. I'll give you that. Just shut up. Don't rock the boat. That's what I was telling myself, basically, without knowing. So you see, men need fathers. Not just one father, but many fathers. Men need the word of masculinity to impart to us our own masculinity that we need to develop. And when we grow up, that need doesn't go away. That because the child is still there, the child is still within us. The best thing that ever happened to me in my life, in terms of my inner life, in the inner development, they came through men. They came through other people. They came through other men. Literal, physical contact with other men, older men. And I was already in my 20s and 30s as I am now. I've got older men in my corner, wiser men in my corner, men who have fathered me. You need that masculine input. You need to go on a quest of finding that mentor. Not to cling on to him, not to, to just meet a man and say, ah, you're going to be my mentor. No. Don't even, I wouldn't even say be intentional about seeking for that within each man that you meet. No. But keep in mind, keep in mind that you might be able to receive from that man things that you never expected. And what I would say to watch out for is it will not come in the package that you expect. It will not come in the Yoda that you expect. It will not come in the Obi-Wan Kenobi, in the Gandalf, in the Aragorn, that, I don't know, all those characters that that you might expect, that's what a mentor is like. You get bits and pieces, different mentoring, different fathering, 
to different men and more often than not they'll probably be really weird men weird for you and why is that important why should they be weird because unless it's alien to you unless it's strange to you it will not be stretching you and unless you're stretched you will not grow unless that little boy is sent into the unknown on a quest to do things that he never thought he could do, then it won't be a challenge, will it? Then it won't change you. It won't stretch you. So keep that in mind. Men will come your way, but they might not be the men that you expected. And that's okay. That's exactly right. Give them a chance. Join a men's group. Look out for those local groups. If you're struggling with some sort of addiction, as so many of us are, we don't even know it, or we wouldn't admit it to ourselves, then go join an AA group or anything like that. You need masculine input. And one thing I would say, if you want to reap the benefit from that, if you want to be fathered, if you want to be initiated into manhood, into that part of manhood that previously maybe was shut down for you, you need to make yourself vulnerable. Inside of you, there is a little boy that is crying out for that masculine input. And unless you let him speak on that meeting, unless you let him express his feelings, his needs, his frustrations, whatever, you will not get the blessings that you need. The biggest tragedy with men is that we pretend that things are okay when they're not. And you know, there's this trend now for, make, for men to make themselves vulnerable just for the sake of it. Just so look at me, I'm a, I'm a vulnerable man. Well, no, not really. I don't agree with that. Unless that vulnerability leads to healing. You don't want to be vulnerable when you can be strong. But if you want to be made strong, and I mean really strong in terms of fully inhabiting yourself, your body, your capacities. You see, a strong man is armed with his own inner capacities and he's developed it all in service of something greater, in, in the service of humanity, of his family, his friends, his community, his work, whatever it is. That's a strong man, someone who is able. That's what I mean by strength. Someone who is inhabiting his world, he's, he's reigning in his power. But if you want to be made strong in this way, in the real genuine way, you have to become weak first. Because chances are, the strength that you've got now that you show the world might well be counterfeit. Or at least, a big part of it might not be genuine, might be a cover-up for weakness. And if you want one test for that, very often you have powerful men, good men, mind you. I want to emphasize good men who get into a bit of power. They don't necessarily become tyrants, but very often they fall prey to addiction or to control or seduction, temptation. Not because they're really evil and they've been seeking that all their life. At least most of them, I don't believe they have. But because the strength that they've been operating under, a lot of it, has not been genuine. And for the little boy inside, that was too much. You're driving me too hard, said the little boy inside, the grown man. I want some pleasure now. And you've got a weakness somewhere, you've got an addiction somewhere, I can definitely testify, even though I've not been in a position of power in terms of worldly power. We all have power, we all have influence. 
and then you'll be a lot more easily tempted and, and just just drawn away from the path than you would have been if you had operated from your true strength if you had already made yourself vulnerable in front of other men and been healed in your wounds and been held by them that little boy inside of you would have felt safe I'm good now, I'm good they're holding me, I'm fathered then that boy can be armed, then he can grow up and because he's got this basis of belonging I'm okay I'm okay with myself, I'm okay with my masculinity I made myself vulnerable and they just took me, they carried me they fathered me, they loved me wow that's what should happen between a father and his boy but it should not stop there the father is then required to bring the boy into the world of men, into his own tribe, so that every man from this tribe could contribute to this boy, could impart something to him. How often does that happen? How often do we have fathers even? It's a tragedy. And this is what I want to say to you. Whether you're 16 or you're 60 or you're 18 or you're 80, it's not too late. It's not too late, but you need to reach out. You need to find men that can help you. You need to find these relationships with men that will be meaningful and key for your growth. Don't be afraid. Before we end, I just want to share a story which I hope will encourage you. Years ago, at the beginning of my journey, I started to attend a, man, a local men's group. I lived in a little town called Worthing here on the seaside and um, there were men there that huh, were openly talking about their background and, and there was trouble in that background. They were sharing things about their fathers that apparently still affected them and, and I found that very interesting. Yet part of me rebelled, part of me always held back because you see I had a father. My father hadn't left, my father hadn't abused me, as far as I know, depending what you mean by abuse, of course. But my father was there. In my mind, he was a hero, he was a protector, provider, he was a perfect man in my immature mind, full of pain that I needed to hide with something. And I was listening to those men and thinking, well, I'm not like you. Yes, I've got issues, I recognize I've got issues in myself, but my, the roots of those issues, they're not there. I don't need the things that you say I need. Because my father was there, you see, he's not like your father's. And I sort of hinted that a few times. And then the leader of the group, very kind, older man, said to me, one of these days, George, sooner rather than later, you need to address this. You need to face that your father was limited, to say the least. It's only one broken human being. And, uh, and I knew what he meant. And my journey started by thinking about these things, thinking, by, by putting, pinpointing how my pain was maybe connected to my past. Of course, that's a no-brainer, but, but how do you move forward without the help of those elders, those men? You can't. And so it happened that one day I was feeling lost. Things inside of me were being brought to the surface, things that I didn't want to face. I didn't know what they were. 
I was just aware of really ugly emotions. And then it was time to go on our meeting. Every Thursday evening it was. We had a check-in, everyone went around and everyone sort of checked in and say how they've been, what sort of week they've had. And when it was my turn, I felt I had a choice. The easiest, the most rational and easy thing to do was just to say that I'm, I'm okay, everything is fine. But then the pain inside of me told me different things. The pain inside of me said, how long will you ignore me? And even now I'm reminded of someone, I think it was Einstein, who said, it's madness to go around doing the, the same thing over and over again and expect different results. So I'm thinking, unless I step out here, unless I actually risk, take a risk, I won't know ever if things can change, will I? If I keep pretending that everything is okay and just talk about these things in a conceptual way and almost like doing this philosophy club here, then I will never really change. Because now I'm in the moment when I need help. And we're all about being real, but if I'm not real with these men, I have no chance of knowing what it's like to reap the benefits of having been real. So when it was my turn, I said, I'm going to put it now all on the table. And I said, to be honest, guys, I'm not doing well. I'm feeling lost. I'm feeling this and I'm feeling that. And it's horrible. I don't know what to do. I'm sorry to burden you with all that because I know it might be a bit too much. It's horrible. And just men across the table after I finished, they just expressed their, their friendship, their love. We're with you. We're sorry to hear that. We're with you. We're here. However, it wasn't primarily that which changed things for me. It was the leader of the group who just spoke, I think he spoke last, and he said, well, George, you know, if you've got some time after the group, maybe, maybe me and you can talk, man. Just stay 10 minutes or so behind and we can have a chat. And I, this is when I just, I remember sighing with, just sighing with relief. I think, yes. It was worth it. Yes. Yes, it was worth it. It was worth me taking the risk because this man now, this man is interested. And um, my relationship with this man, which continues and is deepened now more and more, continues to this day. That's how it began. He started to mentor me in a way. He started to father me, to walk with me through different issues, to give me books and, and printouts and advices and practical ideas, resources. A whole new world was opened for me because of my making myself vulnerable, risking. So if you're part of a men's group, if, you're, if you have already found a group or are looking for one and are not sure whether to risk it and to tell the guys how you feel really, of course, things can go wrong. It might be the wrong group. They might not be what you need. You might be let down. You might be betrayed. However, keep going. You will get the right one. You'll find the right one. And it will be worth it then. Because you haven't got much to lose. If you're already in pain, if you already feel that something is missing in your life, heck, just call me. Or <laughs> send me an email. You need to reach out. You need men. You need men to 
stand with you in this quest, in this battle of, of just becoming a man, living like a man, with purpose, with destiny. Feel like you belong, feel like you've got purpose here. You're not just drifting through life, trying to get as much money or pleasure out of it, knowing that it's all going to end horrible. That's not a good life. No wonder men kill themselves all the time. Quiet desperation indeed. But you, if you're listening to this, you're different. And because you're different, a lot of good will come your way if you only take risks. Be smart about it. Don't just risk for the sake of risk and hope for the best. Make sure you find the group that you need with the depth that you need. But then you might need to be vulnerable. You would definitely need to, if you ask me. Don't be afraid. You need men in your life. You need mentors. You need to find them or allow them to find you. Think about it. Thanks for listening. Speak to you soon. Bye.